Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is Dimp Digital's flagship video game podcast where we take you through the ups and downs of the wonderful world of video games. We are here on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. However, if you want to support this grassroots independent endeavour, head over to patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital and you can join the community. Hashtag hand in pocket. As you can see, listeners won't know, but I'm once again joined by our resident referee, Logan. Free on the spin. How's it going? It's, this hasn't happened since the inception of no. Dimp, really. And we used to uh, only do it every two weeks. Yeah, so three weeks on the spin is perhaps the most frequent I've ever done it. Mm. Um, but it's good. I'm enjoying the chat and actually being forced to think about video game stuff rather than just sort of stumbling across some turk. Yeah, it does. Uh, I'll send you over the links and you're like, well, I'll best read or watch what he's talking about here so at least I can pretend that I, I know what I'm talking about. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's all just regurgitation, isn't it? <laughs> at, at the end of the day. I've, heard so, I've heard something somewhere. It sounded good and reasonable, so I'll, uh, I'll, copy I'll, regurgitate. That. I'll copy that and I'll say it and claim it as my own. No, that's definitely the way to be doing it. Anyway, we've got a, we've got a, always got a good show lined up, but let's crack mm. straight into it. Um, bit of a not really, not really a cock up or a correction, but we was flapping mm. last week. The pair of us. This is why I like to have continuity sometimes between mm. co-hosts because both you and I were flapping around the division resurgence and where the story was set. You said it was set before the Division One. I said it. I thought it was set during, after Division One, before Division Two, and then we never really got to the bottom of it because, for some reason, that's not written down anywhere, as far as I can see on on Ubisoft's content or on their news sites. But I went and quickly rewatch the uh, the gameplay overview and whatnot. And the reason why we got in a flap is because we were both right. It's set at the beginning, you know, as the first wave of agents that go into New York City. And there must be some sort of time jump, or maybe throughout the game you, you, you play through that time. And there's also going to be a part of it that takes place after Division 1, before Division 2. So between us, we were kind of right. Yeah, we'll take it. We'll have to take You'll it. You'll take it, we'll... I'll take it, and the podcast takes it. Yeah. Still annoying, though, that you get filler that isn't included as part of the main series. That is, I mean, as we said last week, it's not like you get oodles of narrative in this game. But no. still... It's, well, we just came off a really bad session of the Division 2. I was in a particularly foul mood with the game. And we lasted just over an hour, which is... It didn't It didn't get off on a good foot, did it? Let's be honest. It, it, if it get, it, I mean, not that it always gets off on a good foot, but there are times when we've played it where it's gone like that. But because mm. you got off on a better foot with it, it's acceptable. But yeah, you know, it, it, it wasn't behaving itself off the bat today, was it? No, it was just... It's just what if, I don't know if the game has been designed in this way on purpose, but it feels like the further we're going into it, the more activities and skirmishes are just 
too close together and you end up bleeding into a, a separate activity and then get attacked from both sides. And it's like, well, in a game that's reliant on cover to protect you, if you're getting shot up the arse by some rogues that are coming your way, it's it's difficult to concentrate on the on the activity at hand. And that feels like just that's happening more and more as we play it more. But maybe we're just getting less thorough, careless, just running past, you know, groups of enemies. Who knows? I think it's becoming less forgiving as you, as it yeah. as we get through it, but it still does feel like there's 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 it does bleed into it relatively frequently. Like you'll be you'll be on one side of a building, be made to go through it, and then on the other side of the building, there's like a control point, and you go, yeah. well, then you get snarled up in that because they obviously are all the shooting kick off, and then all of a sudden you're getting shot from two or three different directions, and it is irritating. Um, you kind of just. Uh, in a uh, in a weird kind of way, it'd be better if things just spawned in as you did them, like and there was just a few odd random um, things that you could do as you come across it. But it seems yeah. like everything's pretty much spawned in, ready and waiting, and that is causing some problems. And also, they'll spawn in, and it'll be like a skirmish between people that are on your side, so like allies, like little green. Mm shaded pea not that so i made them sound like aliens like they've got a green icon above the red so you know that they're friendlies and there'll be enemies but if you stand if you don't if you stand still and look at them they're just staring at each other until you trigger the aggro mm. and then they start firing so someone's been sloppy there on that front not, but even then they don't do anything no, they're, they're, they're literally there for show just get in the way didn't they a lot of the time mm. but there we go um quick fgl update biff has got another game to score it's Stray, so that's a, a recent release, something I, well, we're going to speak about later, not to spoil the end of the show, but I always think, well, it's, it's written in the title most of the times and in the show notes, and people mm. are like, oh, we'll save that for later, you don't know what we're, we're doing, it's like, we've well, written it, you've literally written it down in your show notes, so we know we're going to be speaking about Stray later on to, to close the episode out, but that's scored an 84. Now, I don't think he could have predicted that, I certainly didn't see that you're sort of looking at mid to high 70s for that indie stuff usually but it's come out the gates and doing very well so he's now only two games away from getting the clubhouse lead he's got Hogwarts legacy left and the Callisto protocol which is December so I don't know what he's playing out of that one it's gonna throw it all away in my view but I'm not involved so there generally is a rule that you shouldn't be touching December release games. No, especially when he's transferred out a game that's coming out in September. And I was like, well, that's a sure thing. But it was it was Gollum, that Lord of the Rings game, which looks... I don't know why it was in there to start well, off with. <laughs> yeah, that's the, trouble, that's, that's the problem. I mean, there's me criticising it when I, when I only had two blanks anyway. But still, it, it, you're putting something like that in there. You're asking to get that transferred. Yeah. It really did not look good to me. No, no it didn't. Um, quick delay news. Delay news! Um, it's not mm. related to the FGL, so I haven't given it the full treatment, but uh, Ubisoft have delayed or announced the delay of Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. That game will now be released during the publisher's fiscal year, beginning April 2023. So no sooner than then will you see that. Probably mid to late next year, possibly early 2024. So Ubisoft once again proving that they can't seem to get things out on time are you interested in avatar or does that feel like old act to you i mean oh, do you know the what? game I, and film i, I just thought i'd yeah. randomly chuck this in here sorry the game the and film. film well but well yeah uh, I mean, yeah game coming but 
Well, I want to see. I've been waiting for the the second Avatar film to come out for bloody ages, like most other people has. Wasn't that two thousand and nine? It feels like it. I'll look it up. But yeah, I think it was something. It was something along those lines. It might not be two thousand nine, but it was longer than I thought. I think basically. Um, I don't know whether they're coinciding. Yeah, Bosh. We're Good. dealing facts on this podcast. Good knowledge. Bang that. on. Um, yeah, so I don't know whether I presume it's not coinciding that with the re- release of the new film. Well, no, the, the um, new film's this December, isn't it? So well, I'm assuming that was. Look, we can only make assumptions mm. as we always do, but you can only assume they were planning to sort of get it close to that originally, and then someone at Ubisoft's gone, that ain't close to being ready. So do what you want, but that's not gonna. That's not gonna be there of the film. Which is a blow. Mm. We had this with the Avengers. They missed the fucking... Well, they didn't miss deadlines, but it wasn't synergised nicely. Everyone had given up on it, and then the game came out and was crap as well, so it was a double blow. <laughs> didn't even get to ride the end game hype, did it? It was all over by then. It was like, well... You do, um, you do need to jump, I think. If it's film-related, it makes sense to jump, generically speaking, on unless it's a fantastic game in its own right, like Spider-Man, for example. Yeah. I don't think would be worried about that particularly. Mm. Um, Some of these other things, you think, "Mm, I I don't really know how many people are going to be that eager for Avatar, and you think you probably want to jump on that hype train bandwagon, but who knows? I mean, largely, would I be? It's not saying that would particularly interest me, like Mm. unless. For whatever reason, it had something about it that was getting rave reviews or whatever. I'd think, oh, hang on a minute, but I suspect it will be like a low seventies yeah. sort of okay playthrough sort of game. And then, what about the film? Been since two thousand and nine. Is that a is that a cinema job in the making, or is it not really interesting? That feels like that was so many years ago that. A follow-up's not really... I can't, uh, remember, I can't remember what happened in the first one, so, I mean, not that that normally matters in these types of things. I but. mean, look, it really wasn't the most... The, the thing with Avatar wasn't the devastating storyline or anything no. like that. Like, the storyline's pretty generic, I would say. The yeah. thing that made it and gave it all that hype around it was all the 3D stuff. Yeah, it was the like the best implementation of, like, a 3D cinema experience, mm. which is why when yeah. I tried to watch it again at home, I fell asleep. Because yeah. that allure had gone. You lose, I think, 50% of the interest <laughs> from it. I mean, it did... Yeah. I went to see it in 3D, yeah. and I have to say, it was a good experience. Yes, I agree. I don't predominantly like... And 3D, to be fair, has now kind of fallen to the wayside. Everyone's gone, that's a failed experiment. <laughs> We're not doing that. But I actually think for Avatar, it worked really well, because it was... The thing with 3D that I've always had an issue with is they film it in 2d yeah and then you had to wear shit glasses that yep. didn't enhance experience very much but if it's made in free like i saw jackass uh, 3d as well mm. and that was a different experience but it was still good to watch it in 3d so I'd, i i would like I, you know i presume they're not going to do it in 3d this new avatar one i haven't looked into it but if it was in 3d i'd go and see it in the cinema in 3d so it's free deal nothing from this boy. Yeah. Well, I imagine there'll be the option of it because I think that I, it's, I haven't been to the cinema consistently for a while now, so could yeah. be talking out of my ass. But I feel like there's usually an option for it, even if it is just the standard sort of port jobby, like you said. A lot of films mm. just chuck it in there. 
but then we've had this 4DX sort of being tabled as mm. ways to do things so that's an option now but yeah just, just... I, I mean yeah i mean if it was if it was anything above like even if it was imax i'd be like what's the point like you're mm. not I, I think that's the problem that avatars now got is that the the main attraction of it might have sort of died down in the hype train a little bit i don't know but a lot of people want to see that story for and see what's kind of jake sully is up to so here we go according to HITC.com, no way of verifying them. Will Avatar be in 3D? Avatar 2 be in 3D? Yes, Avatar 2 will be shown in 3D, just like its predecessor. But mm. there's a twist. Cameron's production company, Lightstorm Entertainment, in partnership with Christie Digital, has been working on new 3D technology that will remove the need for wearing glasses to see its effects. How's that work then? We'll find out in December, I guess. Yeah, well, it's, not mean, that, look, it's they, not that 3DS. I don't know if you remember that. That that had no glasses. Mm. 3D it used to pop out the screen. It was it used to like, mm. well, that's all right. But it was impressive tech. Um, yeah, I think if there's it basically, I think if I could see that series through in 3D, like that that avatar for me, that that's the USP of it. Yeah, is yeah. it does that 3D piece really well, and that's what makes it um, engrossing rather than the, the, the hugely interesting narrative or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, I would be interested, but on the right terms, yeah. I think. But I don't expect it to be as popular as the original one. Mm. It's funny, is these days they always talk about this This film's made billion or whatever it is at the box office, mm. but they pay, you're paying eight times as much. Like... You're kind of always expecting to to top the next one because the prices keep going up. Um, I know they do they do a adjusted for inflation type leader mm. as well, but it always makes me chuckle that like, this one passed a new milestone. I was like, yeah, because it was f- fucking five quid more yeah. a pop. Yeah. So do laughing. you not realise it's like nearly twenty quid a pop at the cinema now? Yeah, like, it's, used to be three quid. Phenomenally dear. Yeah, it's phenomenally dear. Under twelves, but it's three pounds mm. sixty five. So yeah. now you can't get him for less than a tenner. Less than a no. tenner. It's not a not hope in hell. But prices do go up. And that's what happened with uh, Sony as well. And we transition into our first sort of gaming topic. Mm. Went from the £60 to the £70 price point for these PlayStation 5 games. And that has caused, seemingly, a lot of noise in the gaming community around The Last of Us Part 1. So this is the upcoming remake of the PS3 classic released in 2013 and this past week we started seeing leaks uh, there was comments on leaks saying well there's no new mechanics then we saw some footage and people were like that looks shit etc and then on Thursday night when I was asleep Sony PlayStation Naughty Dog whoever you want to call it released a 10 minute overview gameplay trailer which kind of was aimed to showcase the improvements and featured like interviews from Druckmann and other people that have been been working on it. Um, but this has caused a stir in in the gaming community. Now, before we get into it, I want to just do a little bit of a history lesson on The Last of Us, just so everyone's working off the facts. Because we keep hearing <laughs> things that are coming out of mouths that aren't correct. So let's just do the timeline and, and make sure some specifics are called out. So June 2013, we get The Last of Us. 
on PS3, 50 UK pound release date back then. And so we were laughing at that. What year? 2013, that was. So less than 10 right. years ago. Nine. Yeah. August 2014, we got the remaster, which went on PS4. That was released at £40. So wasn't it the £50 at the time, sort of full price point? There was a discount on that. It must be said, the plan was to have it at full price, but six to eight weeks before the release, they decided to knock a tenner off it, basically, um, which either suggests not enough people had pre-ordered it or they were getting flack and didn't like it, whatever it might be. It's a very strange thing for a business to do to just seemingly cut easy money away. So I feel like there was there was something behind the scenes there that they thought, well, maybe we need to tempt more people. June 2020, we get part two. So that's the sequel. That's 55 UK pounds. And that was kind of the going rate for games in the UK from, mm-hmm. from sort of last generation. That was like the swan song for the PS4, along with Ghost of Tsushima. And then in September 2022, we're going to get this £70 PlayStation 5 version. And all Sony first-party games since the PS5 have been £70 UK pounds if you buy that version. Um, there were free upgrades offered for a handful of games, but that's now stopped. So if you're getting PS5 versions, that is the game rate. And there's also a PC release scheduled for later on, but with no date. But what is important to mention that the remaster did in fact have some level of discount, even if it wasn't the original plan, because people have been saying they're releasing it three times at full price. That's that's not true, unfortunately. They were planning to, so the intent was probably there. Mm. There's a lot of tribal bollocks going on, as we know. There's a lot of people investing in this. Adkins (laughs) has seen the the 10-minute train. He's all over it. He said he can't wait to play it, etc., etc. Literally 12 hours before, he was like, oh, it's going to get review bombed. (laughs) And then he saw the gameplay overview and absolutely changed his mind. Oh, baby, I'm hyped. So... He's he's into this remake. But I'm in a, a not a similar boat, probably not as hyped as him, but you're quite detached from the franchise and also mm. PlayStation as a brand really, because you do a lot of your gaming on the Xbox. I say yeah. that's that's the that's the prime machine for you. So again, mm. getting a different perspective here. Well what's your thoughts on all this about the controversy? Have people got a point? Is it lazy? Is it is it creatively bankrupt? Where, or is it just mm. is what it is? We're gonna we're gonna get on. You can buy it if you want it. If you don't, bin it. Well, I think <clears throat> to a certain extent, it's all of those things. Mm. Um, but you know, I, you've, you've obviously got the original release, which would have been a full price release back on the PS3. Yep. Um, they did that. And I'm conscious of you know. I'll use the word remaster. I don't know what the right term no, is. No, it is. It was called remaster. The Last of Us Remastered. So, yeah. So, they obviously bumped it up a little bit there with the additional tech and everything they had on the PS4. Um, and I guess my perspective is I think there's a slight distinction to be made between a remaster and a remake. Mm. And I think that's where. I broadly sit on it in terms of pricing. I don't. It doesn't feel right to me that the remaster would have been a full price game. Right. So why they tried to do that? I mean, I still even think to a certain extent, forty pound could be argued mm. for a remaster is still steep. It, it, you know, I'd probably say tops thirty because everyone's 
who's bought the remaster, chances are they've probably already played the original storyline anyway, because mm. it's a heavily heavily narrative based game. We've already got that element out of it, so you're just playing for it for some better looking graphics, perhaps, and a bit of extra performance. Now, with this specific remake, after watching that 10-minute video, mm. it does look like it is a remake. I mean, the, you know, the story's there, um, and the dialogue's the same, but the graphically, it looks like they've completely revamped it. Um, the AI has been revamped. Um, the haptic feedback and everything they've introduced, and it looks like they've made a load of changes to it, not from a story perspective or a gameplay perspective, just to mm. make it a better game. And they reference the fact that they were limited by the tech, probably on the PS3 and PS4. PS3, the PS5 definitely, open- yeah. That would have been a massive struggle on that old shitter. Like, and they've obviously looked at it and thought, do you know what, we all right, yeah, we can make some money. But clearly I think there's a desire to do that game justice. Mm. And they feel like they can do that better on the PS5. Um, So I guess the question is, for something that people might have already played twice, is there enough in the remake for it to be a full-price game? Yeah. Now, again, as I've already said, I think because this is a heavily narrative-based story and people played it twice, you kind of feel like that's a bit cheeky. Mm. But everyone who has played this game loves it. So, you know, to, for all the work they've put into it technically and graphically, is it worth £70 for that experience? And I'd probably suggest it probably is. Mm. So, I think... But, you see, I, I, you know, I if... <clears throat> You pay your money, you take your choice. Like it's yeah. there if you want to buy it. If you don't, you can go. It's too expensive. I ain't buying it. Fine. You could argue it should be cheaper. Fine. But really, at the end of the day, I guess it's up to them what they think is a fair, reasonable, or you know, price of a game like that nowadays. And they feel like they've priced it fairly. But I personally, I think like a, a cut price deal, if you like, would be a would be better for it just because of the type of game it is. Yeah, I mean, that was a bit of too much of a sensible answer for my liking. I wanted, <laughs> wanted, I wanted nonsense and noise, but but no, very well said. It is my my view is that it's most of the noise is is tribal bollocks, isn't it? At least that's the why I put a lot of it down to. It it's coming from people that probably don't even have mm. a PS Five aren't planning on getting one mm. don't really like the game or the, the original anyway and just want to be like wow oh, disgraceful blah 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 lazy etc mm. the, the truth is us sitting on the outside have absolutely zero clue of actually how much work budget mm. money has been spent to, to make this thing so it's difficult mm. to say well because it looks like it's you know lower effort etc it should be cheaper because at no point do we ever go to other games and say what was your budget what would you, you spend on that? Oh mm. no, you can't charge sixty for that. No, 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 no. You you charge you charge thirty pounds for that. Mm. Um, and you know there are there's a robust suite of accessibility features in there as well, which weren't in the original. Yes. And yeah. Last of Us Part Two, one of the best games of last generation for accessibility. The options on there are insane. Adkins even used it to get collectibles because it would highlight things easier. So mm. not the way it was intended, but he would still use it. But 
there's an audio descriptive mode in this where I mean I've again fortunate enough that I've never had to sort of lean on that but that's an incredible amount of effort to n- narrate what's going on in the game for yeah. someone that's impaired and wouldn't be able to do that. The, yeah. the counter argument to that is what's that sitting behind a 70 quid paywall for? If you're that, if you're that good natured, what are you, hang, hang on, what are we doing? But yeah, kind of, yeah. it's, it's not a sing, any single, there's no single reason why this has been made because for me, the, the lens I've always looked at this particular release through goes back to what of what's the what's the, I don't know if you'll ever get this what's the what do you think the biggest change in PlayStation strategy has been in the last two three years what do you reckon not subscriptions it's where they I'll give you a clue it's where they put their games now also hmm <laughs> stung him yeah you've made me think about it. I could sit here for too long I'd want to get it um, well it's Putting their games on PC. I thought that might be it. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course you did. Now I've told you. Well, God of War and stuff come into it. Yeah, exactly. So that's been a, mm. that was never on the cards. PlayStation Four, never on the cards on PS3, never on the cards. It's never been mm. on the cards until the last sort of two to three years where they've started doing that. Yeah. So the lens I've always put this on is that they've got people sitting around the table saying, "Right, we've done God of War, we've done Horizon, we've got Spider-Man coming." I don't know if you saw the trailer for that, but that's getting a lovely. PC port with all the bells and whistles that people want. And like, what's mm. another, you know, golden goose of us? All oh, the Last of Us. So how do we get that game onto PC for mm. an audience in 2022? Mm. Now, if you want to go down the late, if you want to talk about laziness, they could have just ported the 2014 version and gone. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's done. But they haven't. They've they've gone in and put a lot of effort into modernising this game. And it's going to be on par with more modern releases. And that the alternative would have been just porting over a you know a seven-year-old version of it, which would have been fine. But there's people saying, well, they're not putting enough effort in. I'm like, well, they could have easily put less effort in. And the byproduct of it going on PC means it has to go on PS5 because can you imagine the bloody murder if they just did a PC version like this and went, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not coming to console. And then... To be fair, Sony's strategy and Sony's marketing communication has always been the same. First party, it's 70 UK pounds, whether you like mm. it or not. And we had this with Returnal last year. I personally said that doesn't look like something that I would necessarily dive in for 70 pounds, and I didn't. Mm. And guess what? Now it's sitting on PlayStation Plus Extra, the subscription service that I have, and I can play it on that. Mm. So it's a, it's a tricky one because... People want them to break the mould of what they're doing. You could argue they should give everything away for cheaper, but it's just not... No. It's a business, right? So I'll go to Phil like... and say, can you give Game Pass away for free? Because <laughs> I want it as cheap as possible. <laughs> and look, I know there's a massive difference in value there, but yeah. it, that's the reality of, of, this, of the situation. The thing is, it's, it's easy to be... It's like when I look at the price of petrol, and I know this is a strange way for me to go. Now, I'm not speaking now, but before it went, got silly. But you pay £1.30 for a litre of petrol. How much do you pay for a, a, a bottle of Coke? Right. Not these days. It's, and this is what I mean. It's, it, it, you'd like, it's difficult sometimes to to understand the value of things and when you compare them to 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 other things and you think about how much effort really goes into producing a triple a game the amount of man hours it must cost and everything like there's a huge amount of cost that goes into it and really 
seventy pound isn't a whole lot of money. I mean, don't get me oh. wrong. I wouldn't. I'd prefer. Cracked on everyone. Well, I'd prefer not to. Everyone naturally wants something for nothing, right? <laughs> no one wants to pay more than they have to. <laughs> but ultimately, you've got to say, give it to Sony. They're producing extremely good first-party games mm. at the moment, and is seventy pound an unreasonable? amount for those and it's like everything if you don't want it and you go mm, i don't want it that i don't want to go and see avatar that. 2 at the cinema i'll wait for it to come for a fiver to yeah. rent on fucking roku or whatever it is yeah and this is the these are the decisions that you have to make um, well, and to be fair not to allowed, Tony, i'm afraid because these adults can't make them i'm being told they have to if they, they have to buy it have to. If they, it's been forced. It's like running water has gone up. It's like it's a necessity. They treat it like it's not a piece of entertainment. It's the, this is the thing. You sort of have to you have to choose what you think is worth your money. Yeah. And it, to be fair to Sony, if they've come out and said everything is going to be seventy pound, if they release this at fifty, they'll go. Well, why is this fifty then? Yeah. If- we'll make every game fifty. And you just, I mean, they've, to a certain extent, they've shot themselves in their foot. Oh yeah. So I think. I don't think you should come out and say everything is going to be this price. What you should do is just release things at the price you want to sell them at, whether that's yeah. £70, £50. For, like you, it's your store, it's your console. You can sell it at whatever you want. Mm. So why why even hamstring yourself like that? Like you don't need to. But I think it looks to me like they've put a significant amount of work in it. They've in, They've... They've taken the feedback from the community, allegedly, put things like speed running modes in. Yeah. Um, so it's not like they've just, you know, redone the graphics, <clears throat> bumped it up, frame rate up and said, there you go. They've they've really put some effort into it. And I think it would, I, I, you know, when they say this is the best way to play The Last of Us, I probably would agree with them. Okay, yeah, well, uh, it, it will be, won't it? It will be. It'll, it'll be yeah. unless, they've, unless they bollocks it up. You know, technically, or something yeah. goes wrong. I mean, you say, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I daren't say that because I'll curse it. But you're outside the bubble, so you're allowed to say no. It's unlikely that Naughty Dog of all studios would would do that. Everyone's worried about it because of what happened to that <laughs> GTA trilogy, mate. But Rockstar outsourced that. Yeah. I mean, they they blew it, but it wasn't it wasn't the actual Rockstar. Well, studio. that's the conundrum because now people are saying, well, why are Naughty Dog team wasting time on a remake? And it's like, well, if you outsource stuff, you get it's a danger that it comes in garbage. At least you can't have it both ways. Yeah. It's everyone, I, I get, I get this right because everyone wants the new, the new IP, the new story. Mm. But the simple fact is, I think there is still value, and we spoke about this last week. Games, the, the games nowadays move on technologically, graphically very quickly, mm. and we don't really notice it because it happens iteratively. Yeah. But when you go back and play something now that's five, seven, eight years old. It feels dated, yeah. and even, you know we spoke about it with Titanfall too. I can't go back and play that properly and enjoy it properly because it feels dated to me. Mm. So it, I think that there is real merit in a select f- number of games for a select reason in you know using the technology to make them better. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, in the same way that I've just played Modern Warfare for the past two, three years, really. Yeah. <laughs> that, to all intents and purposes, was a remastered game with all the remastered maps, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. So what's the problem? And they're going to do it with Modern Warfare 2 again. So hopefully I'll be saying the same thing. What's the problem? Um, it's yeah. You can't always have it every way. Everyone wants to enjoy their favourite games from the past, 
but they want all these studios to be constantly working on the next new thing, next new shiny game. And it's yeah. like, hang on a minute, we can ha- we can have both. You just got to be patient. Yeah. And look, I don't even know if I'm going to buy this day one because that's a bit rich for my blood. Even seventy UK mm. pounds. I'm kind of like, do I need to play it immediately? It's one of my favourite games, mm. but you know, I've got other stuff to be getting on with. It's not a necessity to have it. If it was it's not the, going if, anywhere. No, less, yeah, because I know the story and whatnot, there's less of that, oh, better get in before Adkins fucking tells me the ending, or, you know, the, the usual spoiler fucking dodging you have to do mm. when something big and new comes out. So mm. the price-wise, I think it's too high for me. But I don't, I yeah. don't it's not, like I said, it's not, it's not running water. This isn't a necessity. I can, I can live without it for a few months, and then when it's at 50, maybe I'll think, oh, that sounds more appealing. Maybe I'll do it then. Like, I'm just going to make a decision based on, well, at the time, what I feel is appropriate. Um, you touched on, like, the creative side of things there around, you know, we want the new thing. What, what, in theory, we're taking away time from them working on other stuff that they could be doing. And I thought, well, that's, that is, there is merit to that. This is creatively quite bankrupt, isn't it? There's nothing, there's nothing new being done. The writing's all done. The, mo- the, 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 the captions, are, the performances are all done. So if you want something new from this world, you're you're, you're not going to get that. You are going to get a retread. Then I thought, you know what? Let's have a, let's have a get some stats. Let's go through actually how productive have Naughty Dog been since the Last of Us 2013 edition come out, and compare it against their peers, which are the other PlayStation studios that are under the banner. So let's start with Sony Santa Monica. Okay, that's the guy that done God of War since 2013. They've released God of War Ascension on PlayStation 3, roundly crapped on. And in 2018, they released God of War. So two games in that time period. They're about to release Ragnarok, providing there's no delays. Yeah. So that's their output. Make what you will of it. Uh, what we've got, Polyphony Digital here. Polyphony for Digital, rather. Gran Turismo 6 in 2013. Gran Turismo Sport in 2017. Gran Turismo 7 in 2020. Free car games. I mean, we talk about creative bankruptcy. I mean, that is... <laughs> there's not a lot going on there, is there? Guerrilla Games, 2013. Killzone Shadowfall. 2017, Horizon Zero Dawn, new IP. 2022, Horizon Forbidden West. They've washed their hands of it after that, so free games. Ben's Studio, 2019, Days Gone. The last game they released before that is in 2012. So they've only got one out the door. Sucker Punch. There we go. We've got the wrong tab open here. Sucker Punch. 2014, Infamous Second Son. Also had a DLC add-on, Infamous First Light. 2020, Ghost of Tsushima. 2021, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. And Ghost of Tsushima Legends. So two full games, and that's your lot. Insomniac. Now, these are the Wizards. They've actually released about 18 games. Honestly, it's about 12. There's there's an iOS game in there. There's stuff for Windows, but they're the exception to the rule. They are the absolute wizards, and they they came to the fold of Sony a bit later on. Naughty Dog. 2013, we got The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. 2014, we got the DLC for that, Last of Us Left Behind. We also got Last of Us Remastered for PS4. Then 2016, we got Uncharted 4, Thief's End, one of your favourites. 2017, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, the spin-off. 2020, The Last of Us Part 2. 2022, we've had Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, so that is the remaster of 4 and and uh, Lost Legacy. 
And then in September, we're going to get The Last of Us Part 1. So they ain't had fun up ass in comparison <laughs> to the other studios, have they, really? No. I think it's just because everyone really likes the Naughty Dog stuff. I th- mm. I, I'm not saying that they don't the others, but maybe they've been a, a victim of their own success there. Um, it's a strange, because everyone's, you know, no one's sitting there at Santa Monica going, come on, what are you doing? Yeah. They're like, well, they were until that release date came. They were fucking getting up their arse over it, but... Well, yeah, because they were <laughs> delaying it a bit. But do you know what I mean? There's no one going, what are you doing? Mm. Where's me deals? Where's this? Where's that? Um, but maybe if they'd have been working on a remaster at the same time, everyone would be going, hello, where's Ragnarok? Yeah. It's difficult because sometimes if you're working on different things, you get criticised. But they've been reasonably productive. I don't think, you know... Three, four, five years for some of these games is that unrealistic considering the amount of development and work they have to put in. No, um, they've, they've been. I mean, I, I get people when they say, oh, they're only doing The Last of Us and Uncharted. I do, I do understand that. But let's take a look at the other side of the fence. You've got 343. What do they make? Yeah. Bad Halo games now. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I thought you were trying to trap me there. No, I wasn't. I was, was going to say a load of old shit or something like that. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being nasty on purpose. Coalition, what yeah. do they make? Gears of War. Yeah. Why aren't they getting criticised? Mm. No, I know. This, 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 this notion that every studio is pumping out brand spanking new IPs and new fucking mm. games every generation is just a nonsense in most cases. In yeah. most cases. Already had, we already had a Gears of War remaster essentially anyway yeah we had ultimate edition Voldemort. no i would, I would yeah. love two and three to be remastered mm. but this is what i mean i don't oh. know why i don't know why it's seen as lazy to do remakes and remasters right so, that was the one thing this, this, this scene is lazy yeah yeah but we're taking away all this time from this other project it can't be mm. both can it It can't be a lazy effort where they're putting low amounts of effort in and it's also yeah. having a detrimental effect on this new project yeah, that's that's now lost a year of its project life cycle and of course it hasn't yeah but everyone wants it it's like well, forget yeah. the fact that they've developed a game they're probably I'd, if i had developed something and i, I was not. proud of that well yeah so do i <laughs> if a world in which i'm touching that is a worrying one but <laughs> If I developed something and I was proud of it, I probably would be looking and thinking, imagine all the stuff we could do with this game. Yeah. Now we've got better tech to do it. Like, mm-hmm. And you would feel like internally, A, there's a desire to do it so that you get the better outcome and satisfaction yourself. But the simple fact is, is it's easily marketable. Mm-hmm. You know that that will generate sales because... With a new game, it can easily bomb or not be successful. There's an element of the unknown about it. So yeah. even from a studio and a publishing perspective, there's an element of safety yeah. in knowing that you're going to get some revenue from that and it's largely going to be popularly received. The GTA trilogy is the exception to the rule. Beyond that, I don't really know too many remasters that haven't been well received or popular within the community. No. Well, Peace of War Ultimate was fantastic. Yeah. Modern Warfare remastered by Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Excellent. Like it, you, you go down the list, and doing this is a very easy way, you know, if you look at it from a business perspective, to make money. But I can completely understand why some studios want to do it. Like, it makes sense. Mm. And like I go back to this, this is a path to getting it on PC. Anyway, uh, that's a, that is an excellent point that, as well. When you said that, I was like, I can understand that because if you try and get things over to PC and it's a, as you said, a seven-year-old game with a bit of a remaster on it, it's really not going to have that 
pop. Yeah. But it's not going to have the buzz, is it? And, you know, Biff's, Biff, bless him, has played the last of his original about mm. 12 times. Even yeah. he will say it feels creaky and old now. Like, it, feel, mm. it does feel its age. And it's... Mm. I'll take his opinion over anyone else's because he's the... He's played it the most out of anyone I've ever spoke to. So he knows that game inside out. In fact, he was complaining about the AI. because like, oh, I know where they all go. I'm going yeah. to I'm gonna have to relearn it all, he said. But it maybe, maybe you'll pick up the controller and you'll go, oh, this feels the same. And maybe it will be a blower. That's the other factor. We don't mm. know how the game's going to feel. But mm. I don't know. I felt like the overreaction on both sides was a little bit too intense. Like, I get the pricing thing. I do. Because I can see why from the outside you would look yeah. at that and go, that's too expensive. But just don't buy it i mean yeah i know the sony are trying their luck it'll be i'm actually interested to see how well this does whether the people do like me who would probably buy most of the sony stuff day one go maybe not this one Mm. even if it's just because god of war's coming in two months that's brand new you'd want to you know perhaps you were saving money and you thought well if i'm gonna get one of them i'm gonna get god of war because it's new it's a tricky time to be doing that as well i mean i think if you're looking at it from a pr or branding perspective mm. in a time when we're entering likely to be a, a you know a pretty much a global recession of some sort economies are struggling yeah. inflation's through the roof um if you do things like this and go do you know what we know things are you know households are tight we're going to do something we're going to put this out a bit lower uh, I, I don't know i just think that I can understand why, because even when there's inflation, they've got higher costs as well. So they can't yeah. just, you know, they've got a smaller revenue and 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 sort of P and L to play with. But I still think it would have been nice if they'd done something like that. And I think oh, they yeah. would. Now's a difficult time to be releasing a remake, even considering the amount of work they've done with it mm. at a, you know, a brand new IP selling top point. Dollar I think price, that's a, yeah. yeah top dollar. I, th- I think that might be. They might see it struggle a little bit more than perhaps they thought. And that's good because the because they'll see the market and the market will soon tell them that's too high, and then they can maybe next time mm. think, well, I probably shouldn't do that because it behooves them to find the balance of price versus mm. you know demand and to, to maximise that middle ground. Perhaps yeah. making it lower yeah. price means you get more sales and it overcomes the the twenty pound deficit. That's that's for the bean counters to work out, but. That's mm. the main thing I'm actually interested in. I think it'll actually struggle, personally. I do think it will. And mm. that might be a message back to Jim going, no, pack it in, which is fine. But I just don't like this fucking end-of-the-world bollocks that I've had to listen to. for. I will be happy when it's out, and then everyone can just shut up about it. <laughs> and that'll be... One way or the other. Yeah. That... There'll be, you, you, you always got your critics. There'll always be people that ain't happy yeah. with whatever you're chucking out. But I think... You know, I'm broadly happy with people continuing to make good games continually playable and keeping them up to scratch with modern technology, graphics uh, and things. I I don't think that's a bad thing. But price and right is important. Agreed. So that's The Last of Us Part 1 dealt with. That should be the end of it now since they've officially shown it. One of the problems was they didn't show it properly. Yeah. They just talked about it loads. And people were like, well, what are they up to? What does it look like? So that's... I don't know why they don't learn. I know no. we want to move on, but it's like learn. <laughs> I don't know why people don't just cut the... Like, you've got an opportunity always just to quell the bollocks. Yeah. And go, this is what we've done. 
yeah. take it or leave it. We think we've done a good job. If you don't like it, stick it up your ass. Like I don't I don't know why they just talk about this stuff. Like show people it's a game. Yeah. People want to see it. Just I don't know. But anyway. That's that. Number two. EA's last FIFA mm-hmm. has been announced, not to the surprise of anyone. Uh, 30th of September 2022, FIFA 23. This will be the last FIFA licensed game that's been created, developed, made by Electronic Arts. It comes to an end after decades. Oh, what's that? 93? 94? Oh, do you know what? As you said that, I was trying to think of when the the first one I remember was FIFA '95, but I think it did. It, it come might have even gone that. back to '92. Yeah, it I'll might look it have up. gone back to '92, but I'll look it up. Yeah, but, but anyway, it's been a, a fruitful relationship for both parties, and then seemingly they couldn't get any terms in place, um, and now this is going to be the last one. Mm. That'll be the end of it. FIFA International Soccer '1993, Electronic oh. Arts. Yeah, so. Long old time, mm. um, close to thirty years, almost thirty. Well, twenty-three, yeah, pretty tw- much twenty-nine-ish. Yes, yeah, fucking impressive, yeah. but gone now, flushed because EA say FIFA are a bunch of greedy cunts. Basically, they, they want to. It's probably fair. They want to up the prices <laughs> and not and take away the exclusivity and, and use it mm. for other things. But so this is. I mean, I don't know. How, when's the last FIFA game you bought? Oh God. Um... Just have a little look. It might have been. I can see FIFA 13. What's that doing there? Cool. Uh, FIFA 15, FIFA 21, which I got with okay. the. I got that with the Series X. Right. Nice. Um, so bundled that was. In. I didn't technically buy it. Yeah, I got it bundled in. I played it for a bit, but. Um, yeah, I I haven't. I think I might have bought FIFA 19 or something like that. I reckon that was the last one that I properly bought. Yeah, and played. Yeah, because we were both Pro Evo converts. Yes. After yeah. basically when the 360 launched and the PS3, mm. Konami blew yeah. it. And then they did. They fucking Couldn't chucked pull it, it back. back. And now they've got eFootball lurking. But you were sent off to kind of read up about the features of FIFA 23. Mm. We will get into that, but I want to talk about this licensing issue because next year yeah. we're going to have EA, EA Football Club, I think they're calling it, from mm. EA. What's your perspective on impact on sales or will it have any impact? Will people... Because FIFA are clearly at some point going to try and make a FIFA 24 with another partner. Mm. I don't know how you can spin together a game in like that in a year's time because obviously FIFA 23 is building off decades worth of work, research, yeah. you know, knowledge. But... Do EA lose anything from this other than not having to pay this extortionate fucking price to have FIFA slapped on it? Because they've mm. still got all the licenses. They've still got the, the FIFA Pro license, which secures most of the player likenesses and leagues and whatnot. Mm. It will just be a change of what's on the box. But I guess at some point for casuals, that might be something they're looking for. <laughs> and you're relying on the luck of someone in game coordinating you to the right game. Yeah, I mean... It, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like it could still be the same game underneath, but people walking and go, "Oh, FIFA! Do you mm. play FIFA?" Like it, people aren't generic. Uh, they need to do some sort of marketing. Here's I think, what I thought to make. I say about six months time in FIFA 23 on the billboards yeah. in the back, you start putting EA Football Club 24. We I don't know if they could do that. There may well be an agreement to say 
you cannot advertise another game inside this game. But if if that yeah. was a loophole that EA could use, I'd absolutely in the game even saying we'll be launching EA Football Club in six months. Like have it somewhere mm. just to yeah. start to program people to get used to it. But because FIFA's surely FIFA, the name FIFA is just a licensing. Like yeah, they're just being licensed. Yeah. So. Yeah. So theoretically, even with that license, I mean, there'll be some contractual clauses, no doubt, somewhere in that licensing agreement. But they've got, they're going to have to do something to say this ain't going to be called FIFA next year. Mm. Because as you say, I'd be surprised if they ain't chucking out a game um, <laughs> and they're not going to be using everything that they're using at the minute. Mm. So, um, I mean, I'd be interested to see what, whether FIFA themselves try and do something, as you said, with another partner. But I suspect not. Uh, it's more than likely EA will just carry on under a different title. But I think it's really important because uh, FIFA carries a brand and everything. Like the Tarnished, name, I'd say. Well, I, I, as I say, I'd, I'm not too sad about it either way, to be honest. I'd, my biggest request has always been not to do these yearly. It's unnecessary. Well, we're talking about creative bankruptcy again. These are, these are full price every fucking year for seemingly team updates. We don't basically. We don't. It's so it got so iterative with the updates. Yeah. That and, they, and then they started making the games worse. And I was like, "What are we doing? How can you have it like so close to perfection one year, and then just almost like slow it down by fifty percent the next year yeah. and stuff?" But um, I've always thought they should be sort of two every two or three years, probably three years, um, and then release a new one. I think it should just be squad updates for for a couple of years mm. um but yeah i think uh, you know i think however the ea do it they just need to make people realize next year you, if you go into the shop looking for fifa 24 it ain't gonna be there no yeah but Who, i don't think it'll that, hurt them too much what's that fifa president's name gianni ifantino yes yeah so his response is, when you said, oh, I don't know if they will make their own game, and the talk is cheap because this is not an easy process for them to do, but he did say, the only authentic real game that has the FIFA name will be the best one available for gamers and football fans. This was after the news had officially been announced. Yeah. They were gonna... So he thinks they're going to do it, but he's obviously got absolutely no idea how much toil it'll be to build a new football game from the ground up. That's what I it's think going he's to be. chucked that bollocks out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, that's what I would label that as a bluster. Yeah. It is. It's got to be. Yeah, I mean, you, look, you, whatever you think about um, eFootball and stuff, the best football game out there is still that FIFA game that's produced by yeah. EA. Like it's it, everything they do ticks is, all the boxes. Ticks all the boxes. So how are you going to produce something when, as you said, that's pretty much thirty years worth of knowledge and development and iterative production to get it to a point where it is now to then somehow i think they can exceed that in a year but it's just stupid, it, it's just stupid. Uh, uh, you know and naive to think that that's that's even possible so and why would they do it like what to what because surely fifa's benefit is you know you could argue brand and money mm. but it's like why would you go to all that effort and cost of producing your own game just it's weird yeah. like i don't see cricket doing that or rugby like why why would the governing body of football do that it's just a strange one i think yeah they're just floundering a bit aren't they because they've not got this like this 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 hook into an audience to just plaster fifa everywhere it was just the you know that they they were given money 
to just give over a name, essentially. It's free. It's, it's honestly it's so stupid. Yeah. yeah, it's literally free money. Yeah. And if if they've if FIFA have got greedy or whatever it is, then that's just ridiculous. No. Or whether EA, you know, it's easy to point the finger at FIFA, but it might have been EA going, look, come on. Yeah. What we're doing here now? Yeah, I think it was. I'm not paying that anymore. It's mm. ridiculous. Um, did you take a look at the game, the trailer? Any, I watched the trailer. Anything? Yeah. Or is it again? Is it more? Like, we talked about bluster from old Giovanni. What? What? This is not the, the the usual noise I see coming out of FIFA is this hypermotion two technology. I'm like, well, what's that mean? Like, it, there's a lot of noise to, to to make these changes feel like substantial. Steps forward. His name is yeah, Giovanni, I mean, clearly... Giovanni, not Van Bronckhorst. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, it's really difficult because whenever I watch it, I'm just like, it's FIFA. <laughs> like it just looks like, which is fine. It is what it is. It's sell. It's the best selling, one of the best selling games every year. What, yeah. what we don't don't break what's doesn't need. Fixing. Yeah, but then the, the difficulty is everyone's going, well, if it's not broken, why are you releasing a new one every year? Yeah. What are you adding? That you, you keep buying just... it, you fucks. Well, this is why I've stopped. Yeah. I was going to say earlier, the best way to try and influence things in a market is to vote with your feet and vote with your pocket. Mm. And not everyone follows, but at least <laughs> I can sit here and go, well, I ain't paying for that. I ain't, I ain't, in, I ain't endorsing that. No. I'm not buying it every year. Apart from the fact I'm thoroughly bored of it, yeah. um, it's it's very it's been very it's really difficult to to criticise it because it, as you, as we said it's very successful it's the most successful football game so why change it but I just can't sit there playing it no. I, like it, it it's just like watching paint dry for me these days. Um, <laughs> I just I used to love playing football games but I don't know what it is I feel like. I don't know, like some of the souls gone out of them. I always felt like, weirdly, the best part of the football game was doing ridiculous things. But they've almost become so realistic that yeah. it's then it's become less of a video game and more of a simula- simulation. And mm. I know that's a really strange criticism, but I remember sometimes you get the ball on the right wing or whatever and you just dribble it through and just launch one from thirty five yards or whatever. Yeah, go in. I used to just enjoy being Ibrahimovic. I do a turn and just shoot from that anywhere and it nearly it caused the keeper some problems. And that's what I used to enjoy, like the the audacity of it yeah. and rather than the absolute realism. Um but yeah, I I don't know. It's it, it this hypermotion too. I was watching it and I was like, I kind of see what you're trying to get at. It's like more realistic movement. It's mm. like, but it's all it already seemed realistic to me. So I was like, how much more realistic is this making it? I I, I find that difficult to quantify. Yeah. To be honest. Well, you're going to get the women's club football in there, so you can you can deal with that. And I mean, if there's you know, it's dangerous territory. This all of because you get yourself cancelled before you know it, but. In all seriousness, it's like how many people are that interested in women's football that buy FIFA? And I'm not convinced. There might be a load of women out there that have like suddenly got because let's be honest. As I don't particularly enjoy watching it. Too, I don't particularly enjoy watching football these days unless it's England that are on. To be to be quite frank, but that has got a lot more popular in the last five last decade. It's been. I'd agree. It, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even a thing, was it? It was like, what are you talking no. about women's football? Like, oh, they play. They play. You know, what are you talking? Now it's on telly. Yeah. You got 
Sky Sports News coverage. You've got the Euros that are Euros. Just, just packing up now. And right, mm. here's a thing now, so you may as well. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I don't know whether there's, I don't know why they make such a big deal of it. I well, think it's like, it, it, I don't, I don't mind it being in there. Like it's fair enough. Like there's much more interest in it, and there is clearly a bigger market. But I don't think that's a substantial reason to. They. I always sometimes feel like. So basically, I feel like they use it as a marketing technique to show mm. how progressive they've been. And to be fair to FIFA, they were the first ones to go. Do you know what? We're going to put women's football in here. Yeah, yeah. I remember that a few years ago. That, that I think that was doing a podcast, and it was the first time it popped. I'm sure it was. All manner of sexist comments made back then, but you could get away with it back then. Now, not not, not allowed to even make a joke. You, about could, it. you could get away with it. No, it's. It, it, <laughs> I just find it strange how they. But it's not just FIFA, to be fair. No. It's, and that it, all the football teams show their kits now with the women's kit as well and yeah. stuff. It's just a different world. But it's the only success that um, Man United have is through the women's team. So you know they're they're obviously going to champion it until they sort that men's team out. Take what you can get, yeah. basically. Anyway, maybe Spurs should do that. Well, we'll see how they get on with Conte and Co. FIFA, anyway, 30th of September for those that are interested. Parky will be on it. He loves that, loves these pro yeah. clubs and whatnot, and, and good on them. Number three, not really much to say here other than pat on the back for when it comes, but Xbox are adding Discord chat. So, currently on the insider program. So, if a pain to set up an authorize, I looked through the mm. steps. There's a lot of faffing with phone Oops. to yeah. So hopefully they can smooth that out during the insider program. But as someone who's played a f- little bit of PC gaming alongside people that are on Xboxes uh, and other consoles, it's really helpful just to have Discord now, and it's a, good, a job well done that's coming to Xbox. I assume, considering Sony pumps some money into Discord, they're a minority stakeholder. They'll they'll also look to get the functionality over on the PlayStation. But Phil. Doing the right thing, making sure the roadmap's there and getting stuff done. So, have you got anything to add, really? Other than that's that's something for people to look out for if they're outside of the insider program, which should drop in the public in the next few months. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we've obviously got several people that are split across PC and console and stuff, and I think you know anything that can help bridge that gap is is a good thing. I know that all the PC boys love a bit of Discord, whereas I'm a bit like, just use party chat, what's the problem? Mm. <laughs> um, I, I don't understand this fascination. It's because the PC Discord. party chat is awful on Xbox. Right. Like, it just does it. I've had trouble with it, and it's not a... Com- no chat system is complex, but for whatever reason, I have had issues with the PC chat, especially cross-platform. It's just right. not as not as good as it needs to be, but right. if you know Discord's there, and I don't know if it will usurp the party chat. I don't think it will, but it should make things easier for those yeah. that, that are using it because there's people now that have got their phones out. One, they connect their earbud into their phone for the chat, and they put their headphones over the top. Now it should be integrated with their because not just that. It's, it's, all these communities are all on Discord as well, like. Yeah, fan yeah, yeah. Uh, and whatnot. There's a there's a lot that can be done. I, I get it's kind of uh, taken over, and I know that we <laughs> lurk between the Dimp Discord and WhatsApp and stuff, and it, you know, so it's it's always been somewhat entrenched. But yeah, I think it's a good thing, um, if not just to make it easier by the sounds of it for the for the PC crowd. Indeed. Last one, number four, just says Warzone, because yeah. you wanted to moan about it, so. 
Go on then. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm not a Warzone no, 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 player, no. but I want to hear the the, the abuse that's maybe coming so, their way. Well, I, I, I don't really know if it's abuse or not. It's more just a rant, I think. Uh, <laughs> you know, to to try and reach activism to say what are you doing. But basically, <laughs> Warzone was obviously released with for um this sort of battle royale mode for Call of Duty. We've seen, uh, you know. Black Ops come and go, Vanguard come now, Modern Warfare 2 is on the way. Now, they've been pretty good uh, at you know, trying to refresh the Warzone modes and provide some variety for players. I mean, look, I'll be completely frank. I've hated all of the events that they do. You know, <laughs> Largely, I think that the best version of Warzone was that OG version before Black Ops it come always along. always is. Every, every one of these games, people go, oh, I want... World of Warcraft's a perfect example. You've got Sir Dave going, oh, wow, classic. Mm. I can't believe my luck, it's back. They just, there's, everyone yearns for the original nostalgia yeah, of, but it of, just, of when it caught It's difficult because, you know, if they do nothing, they go, oh, you just sat on this and just took in billions of pounds and done nothing with it. So it's always tricky, but there's a balance to be had, I think. And they introduced, obviously, they had the big Battle Royale mode and, you know, they've done weird things at times, like limited that to certain numbers of parties and things. You go, right, why can we only play this solo or quads? Like, why can, why we got, got duos and trios? And that's always been a bit of a frustration. But then they introduced the rebirth modes, which is kind of a bit of a watered down, smaller, close quarters, team deathmatch style battle royale, which has been very popular um, and has been there in the background. Now, recently, I think, it's probably about a month ago now, but they released a new map called Fortune's Keep. Yeah. And it pulled me and various others, <coughs> the old crowd back together, the OG yeah. Warzone crowd are back on it and we're really enjoying it. And it's a really good mode. Forget the fact that there's there's always a meta and there's overpowered guns. Like, that's fine. Like The map and everything, the gameplay and the this like back-to-basics approach was back and it was good fun to play and you find yourself on it for three hours a night again. You go, this is great. Mm. Really enjoying myself here. So we've had that for about three weeks. Jump on last night. You can only play uh, quads. So one, two, three p- players can't play. You can only Quads or nothing? Four. Yeah, quads or nothing. <laughs> can you match mate with slops? Yeah, but why, but why like, would you? Yeah. It literally makes it impossible. <laughs> it's just not. It, it honestly, it's just ridiculous. Um, so what so did you used to do beforehand? Would it match make you into a game with a, a, a game with only other trios or doubles, or or would you just be? Could you be a trio with a load of quads running around? Like, was it a bit of a mix and match? Yeah. So uh, you can choose to fill or not. So I could be a solo in a trios game, a solo in a quads game, or whatever. Like you, you can do that if you want to. But generally, people, if they're on their own, they're going to solo, duos. If it's two of you, you're going to duos. Three of you, you're going to trios. Right. Like that's generally speaking what the majority of people do because it's like, why would you want to, unless you're a sick pup, be on your own against teams of three? Like, it just makes it really hard. Um, but not only that, we've got, we joined a game, so we were like, all right, we'll give it a go. So three of us were there. We had a random in there called WKD Mike. Uh, instantly, from his <laughs> game of tag, I thought, he's not going to be any good at this and he wasn't uh, you know WKD, WKD Mike, Mike. <laughs> <Right>. so <clears throat> I knew it wasn't going to go well as soon as we marked the drop point and WKD Mike just decided to go somewhere yeah. else anyway and I was like well this this is going to be difficult but anyway in the first chest we've opened up or one of the first in the first 10 seconds a load of zombies have started coming out the floor 
Right, so now you're Frank running around. You're going, why Why is this chest now spawned zombies? Why are we doing that? What kind of event is this? Why are there zombie chests out of nowhere in this shooting game that's got no reference to zombies at any no. point? Um, so yeah, obviously then we've got to kill all these zombies because they're trying to kill us and, and whatnot. So you find yourself doing that and then a team comes down and, and attacks you because they know where you are because you're yeah. shooting a load of zombies. But basically, it just annoys me that they don't just give every... Why do they not just put the content out there and let people enjoy it? Literally three weeks of good content in the game for the first time and probably about a year, maybe longer, and within three weeks they've done an update to it where you can only play quads and you've got zombies coming out of the ground. What are we doing? <laughs> Seriously. No, uh, yeah. I mean, it must be one of the worst jobs in the world trying to run one of these life service games because you never know what's going to stick. Then... You've got you have to separate the noisy bastards from the numbers, and you want to have a balance because you want to keep your hardcores happy, and you don't want because bad mouth, bad word can spread quickly amongst community members. But yeah, it just... all of the events that they've had, it's like Fortnite have had great success with their events, but they, what Fortnite do is they go, here's our event mode, here's the bog standard one if you want to play it, yeah. right? So when Fortnite have done it, they've typically um, run these things alongside a standard mode, typically. When Activision do it, they go, you can play our event mode or not at all. <laughs> right? and it's just It just annoys me that they don't concurrently run these things. So if you want to play the event mode and you like that and you prefer it and you want to do challenges and things, fine, here it is. But if you just like our bitch basic mode that's got none of the bollocks in it, here it is. Mm. I, I just don't understand why they... Like last night when I've gone on there... Why have you stripped out? Why, like, and then I've got to play an old map from two years ago yep. if I want to play with a trio, with, with three of us. Like, it's just so frustrating that they don't just put content in and then give you the choice of what of that content you want to play with your friends. No they like, yeah, it, it just typifies everything that I feel that they've done wrong over the past couple of years with Warzone. They've just not. Every time they've got something good, they fuck it up. Well, they've basically. got Warzone 2 coming next year or whenever it is. So that Can they be trusted? Well, no. It won't matter anyway because none of your progress is carrying over. So that's a full reset for you to consider. Well, there isn't really progress. <laughs> well, I guess like, not. There's not, you know, there's, there's not really progress with it. It's just, you know, badges and things and stuff like that. But you generally, I don't think anyone would be too disappointed to lose that. Um, but oh. yeah, it's 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 just a they're just super frustrating sometimes. They just get they they strike gold and just go. We're just gonna fuck this up. Yeah, and you can talk to any person that's played any of these service games. At some point, they'll all go through this miserable patch where they just the the game's doing everything you don't want it to do. And you, your your modes that you like has been released. I know Dave has a. Mm. He mainly loves he loves Destiny, but he's definitely been in moments where he's like, "This is awful at the moment." Like they've they've blown this, mm -hmm. and it's about them recovering, trying to get back into it. But yeah, I always like to get because we don't talk about Warzone very rarely ever because you know I don't play mm -hmm. it. Adkins, I think he has played it, but doesn't play it either. But <coughs> love a nah. good love a good old rant as well. Well, we're gonna have to do the the promised review of Stray. So let's get into that. Yeah. Um, so cards on the table. I mean, this is the this is the studio's first game. 
so that's the first thing to say is this is a uh, a brand new game from a, a studio that hasn't existed before blue 12 studio a small team from the south of france mostly made of cats uh, mostly made of cats and a handful of humans okay they're being funny i see cheeky bastards yeah. catch me out where i haven't read it properly um so there's nothing really to say on that front other than i don't know who the hell these people are um in terms of cats because this is the main pull of the game mm. i'm not a cat person but no. I'm more of a dog person, but I'm not anti-cat. There's a, there's a distinction to be made there because you know there's you know there's people out there that are anti-cat. Yes, because they've got I a dog or a fucking hamster that. or something. And look, yeah. I'm pro-animal, so I'd like I'd like to have a cat. It's just that I've got a dog at the moment. And, that's it. and yeah. <laughs> my neighbour next door hates cats. So I'm like, well, I don't want to find his carcass thrown out on the fucking yeah, yeah. where he's got he's crapped in it. But so, but I I, I do love animals so this was a almost a no-brainer it's mm. on the playstation plus extra tiers uh, we, we've mentioned in previous episodes uh, selling on the playstation store for 24 u 25 uk pounds so if people want to buy it separately they can do that oh i don't even know where to start with this really um so do I, I'll, help. Well, I'll let you in on this when yeah. i was younger you know those little fairy things that float around? What are they called? Those little, like... Uh, I don't know what the name is. We used to call them fairies, but I never... You blow them and they go... Pfft. Yeah, go off. You meant to do a yeah. wish, didn't you? That's what they tell you when you're yeah, a kid. Yeah. They're like, oh, I used to get those and then wish to be a cat. All right. Because the idea of being a cat looked so cool to me that you could just go anywhere you wanted. Nice and agile, just climb up and go around the village. You had no responsibilities. <laughs> Yeah. Ne- never came true so there's a part of me that when I saw this game I was like I'm going to have to be a cat finally <laughs> like, well this... you got your wish I've got my wish maybe 15-20 years later yeah so I guess what in a roundabout way I was, I was quite excited for this game but also wary mm. because it's the studio's first game now we mentioned the reviews yeah. that have come in sitting mm. on an 84 so that's a very good score for a, an indie mm. type game um but yeah, I wanted to just sneak that in there as the last sort of cards on the tables. And also, I should we should do this because I think it's a good thing to do is to read some stuff off the store page just to set. Yeah, set I, like, I enjoy this. Yeah. So we've got what is stray, lost, injured, and alone. A stray cat must untangle an ancient mystery to escape a long forgotten city. Stray is a third-person cat adventure game set mist. Sorry, set amidst the detailed neon-lit alleys of a decaying cyber city and the murky environments of its seedy underbelly. See the world through the eyes of a stray and interact with the environment in playful ways. Key key features. Explore the cyber city. Be stealthy. Befriend a drone. Yeah, it's it's an interesting mashup, right? Yeah, it is. It is. (laughs) <laughs> it's very wholesome that's what I will say it's very wholesome because you start the game and you're actually in like a little I don't know what you call a group of cats like a clan or whatever there's like you, you're controlling this one cat and there's, I think there's three others around and you're just in this sort of like green overgrowth type world and you're just sort of wandering around and then you as the cat you go to make a jump on this pipe and it's rusty and you fall down 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 and that's where you get injured and you, you're broken up from your your mm. compadres, they're all game. I didn't like that. No, it was it actually wasn't nice to watch. My biggest fear actually at the start was that someone's gonna come along and snatch your friends and you had to go and save them and you'd mm. find them later on in some awful state. But you know, it's 
you get lost and you want to get back to them. And then when you you land in this strange world, like it that mentions on the store page, it is just this weird cyber city where it's it's only robots there. There's no humans there at all. They're programmed robots. They seem to be sentient though. They have a level of understanding about what's going on. They're not just following. They're not just cleaning the floor. Some are, but most of them have a level of intellect. It seems behind them. And you bump into and and pick up a the, the friend in the in the sort of the little drone fella. Um, his name's B12, and he essentially is your conduit for like opening doors and stuff. He can hack doors, he can do electrical stuff, and that helps you during your puzzle solving. Um, he gives you a little jacket to wear, which allows him to sort of sit within that and allows him to translate what the robots are saying, etc. But it's very wholesome, other than that sort of opening bit where you fall down the fucking mm. drains and you're like, <gasps> it's, it's a nice, wholesome game. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you've got any questions. It's a it's a puzzle adventure game, a little bit of exploration. But yeah, it's so I I you know I, again cards on the table for me. I've got two cats, mm. so I have always had cats in my life, and I like cats. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm either a specific. I, I'm an animal man or an mm. animal per, animal person. I haven't really got a huge preference between dog or cat because i would have a dog but like you i've just got cats at the moment yeah. it's just the way that things have worked i've ended up with cats and uh you know i i i think they're great animals they're they're much more interesting than a lot of people probably give them credit for um and i saw this game and thought i like cats mm. but is it really gonna be is it really going to be that accurate representation of a cat? Is it going to give me that, not that I want to be a cat, but is it going to give me that experience of what it would be like to be a stray cat? Mm. I think so. I've watched half an hour of opening gameplay on it. And I think I'd agree. I'd say it, it does seem very wholesome other than that initial experience where you're this, you know, you can meow yeah. to give you pointers and stuff. And I just, it's yes. just, it's very yeah. accurate that the movement of the cat itself and how the cat moves is very lifelike. Well, yeah, I was going to ask not, you that because to me it looked, it looked lifelike, but I don't spend a load of time with them. So it's a bit of like yeah. an amateur hour eye over it. And I was going to ask what you've seen. Is it an accurate portrayal? And it sounds like it, it is. I mean, they're, they're even down to when they're playing in that opening scene, yeah. that's literally how my two cats muck around. Like one's licking the other's head and <laughs> like do all this kind of stuff. And I was like, it's literally such a, it's clearly done by people. And you'd expect if people are making a game that's based around a stray cat, that they're going to have some experience or like cats. It seems obvious, but mm. you, you never know. Um, but yeah, it seemed, it, it, I liked that sort of playfulness that it's got. It's kind of like, it doesn't, it's not this serious game because cats are playful animals and yeah. and things. And it's got that. It seems like it's got that playful element about it. Um, and they're also super curious. Like there's one part of it where you see them like knocking stuff off, and you yeah. think I'm forever just having to pick shit up off the floor <laughs> where they've just gone. Don't need that on there. Yeah, because like I was I was like role playing as a cat almost. I was like, what would a cat do? Oh, I'd pull that off there. Yeah, like <laughs> knock things. On Harry, the Harry will have stuff like his toys on the floor, or whatever, and they'll just go up and like mess around with them. Like they'll have a train set out, and they'll go up and like push the train along or whatever. Yeah. Like they're, they're little things that you think a cat might not be capable of or interested in. They weirdly are. Like they're, 
they're strange animals. So it's little things like that where it gives you opportunities for you to do things that cats would do. I I thought that was quite good, and all the you know the the way that it traverses the world is exactly like a cat would. Like they never mm. take the easy way through it. I mean, my cats are forever walking along like shed roofs alongside fence along fences and things. It's really they're it, and I thought they portrayed that quite well. Mm. Um, so yeah, it seems like a really interesting concept, but I'm surprised based on what I've seen. I guess that it's reviewed as well as it is because. Mm. I I don't know why someone that doesn't like cats would enjoy this game from what I've seen. Yeah. So is there what is there an element of you know do you think a gamer that has got say they're neutral about cats I don't mm. really care either way would someone like that be able to pick this up and go I've enjoyed that because I don't think it's a particularly long game either. No, I I done it in five hours fifty minutes, which I think is on the longer mm. side. It tracks this in yeah. your save file. I got twenty two out of the twenty seven collectibles on the first run, so I was pretty thorough with what yeah. I was what I was doing. You could do that. You could shave an hour and a half off that easy because I was fucking about. Like you can. One of the good thing. Well, one of the things I enjoyed is you can just there's pillows around. You can just go and sleep on the pillow. And it will like zoom out and just like you can have, like, just reflect. It will zoom out and then it'll be like this nice music playing, and you can yeah. hear the purring through the PS5 controller and the haptic feedback yeah. like going with it, its breath and whatnot. Mm. Um, but in terms, of, I think there is enough here. I do think there is enough here, just in in terms of a gameplay sense, because it's actually quite smartly designed. Like when you you think about the things you can do as the cat, you can jump up and mm. interact with things. The the meowing seemingly you just think, oh, it's just a novelty. That's useful for, you know, other, other things in the game, like distracting certain uh, people or, or enemies or trying to lure mm. people away, etc. Uh, you can like scrap the, the blankets and things like you see yes. cats doing. Yeah, yeah, you can do it on doors, but to, 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 uh, to knock on some of the doors, you scrap on the door. So there's, there's a mechanical use for all the little cat sort of quirks that they've they've added, and the way they've handled the jumping, I think's the right way to do it because it it's prompt based. It's not yeah. you're not free form jumping and moving in the air and landing on the item. It's you look the X is there, you hit it, you'll land on it. And at first I was a bit like, oh, I don't know what I was expecting, but that's an interesting way to do it. The more you play it though, that's absolutely the right decision because. You'd be forever missing things and getting frustrated, and I can only imagine the amount the amount of extra work it would require to animate. You know, just about hitting something on the side. Talking about getting hand on it all the time, aren't we? You yeah. have to do that of the cat version. So they've they've made the right call in that sense. And you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of linear parts that you'll go through, but there are areas where, where there's like an open area. It's like you've got to go up to that part of the city. Off you go. There's no, there's no mm. map. There's no quest marker. There's a little inventory screen where you can see what you've collected, and you can ask the little robot what the uh, what the deal is with those. And he'll, he'll remind you what to do if you've forgotten. Mm. But it's not very handholdy. So the puzzles and where to go and the exploration, you kind of have to do on your mm. own. Which I can see people getting frustrated with. But again, it's always that difficult balance of what's easy for me may have been really difficult for someone else, and, and vice mm. versa. Um. I think there's just I think there is enough game here, even if you as long as you don't actively hate cats, which I don't know what sort of sick bastard would be in that 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 mind mindset. But I think there is enough here, and I think that's why it's been successful. Because I think most people in general are are tolerant or like cats, and yeah, they've, yeah. and they've produced a 
a good game. Like it's well designed. Um, there's not a lot of fluff. There's a few like collectibles, like memories and whatnot, that to go through, but they don't overindulge you with side activities. And there's like mm. there's like two or three of those that you can do. And the stuff I was doing, I thought I was doing side stuff, collecting stuff, and then it turns out I was doing the main quest, but just before. So there's mm. a level of freedom about if you just want to go off and explore, you can do half of the main stuff, and then you'll go and trigger the next point. It's like, oh, we've already got these items, etc., etc. But mm. yeah, I mean, there's not really a lot to say in terms of <laughs> negatives. There really isn't. Like, like towards the back end, there's a little bit of scruffiness kicking in. Like a, a robot that was along with us or walking around, he suddenly like teleported and glitched a little bit. It didn't break the game. Like it weren't like it, it stopped us from progressing. But I was a bit like, oh, first time I've seen that. Mm. Um, I'd argue the checkpoints in like the mandatory stealth sections. There's a few mandatory stealth sections where if you get discovered you are likely to get killed. So the cat can, yeah. you can get the cat killed. So that is a, a devastation state thing when that first happens. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to be careful around that. And they don't, they, they, I feel like in a couple of instances, the checkpoint is like, could you not have just done a couple in there rather than doing the whole loop perfectly, yeah. but they're few and far between. They really are. Um, the main sort of enemies you're encounter these little, bacteria things called zerks they're like they're like those face crabs of half-life i don't know if you've seen or remember those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they look like those they jump on your back and you can shake them off if you keep it in circle but too many get on again cat will go fall on its side and then you sort of reload yeah. but no it's a it, honestly very unique as as it would suggest being a cat game i was really pleased i was really happy i mean it's a decent run time i think didn't outstay its welcome and um, other than a really, um, you're, nit, you're nitpicking if you're moaning about like one animation that went wrong at the end, towards the back end of a game. So it's got, a, it's a good game at heart. And it's also in this very unique and sweet sort of setting and character. So the one question I do have is you've technically played this for nothing. Yeah. So would you well, recommend. Someone, I, I know you've paid your subscription, but it, it's all intense purpose. You yeah. haven't gone out and bought it. No, I've actively it. opened the wallet. No, correct. So, would you now you've played it have been happy to hand over 25 UK pounds for it? Five pounds an hour, basically, is what we're talking. That's a good question. I think yes. I think yes. I think ultimately, because mm. it's really high quality. Like it's not just a shitty, scruffy indie game. Like it is, yeah. it's really well executed on like decent production values. The cat looks great. The characters look great. There's another. Obviously, there's, clearly, there's another layer of the story going on in terms of why the fuck are there robots in this city mm. underneath the ground? Yeah. That's something that again, you 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 can go and find out. But it's got it ticks ticks all the boxes it, it might seem a little bit expensive maybe for 25 quid but i think the whole perception of value and price as we've discussed at the very start of the podcast mm. is all over the place at the moment it really is it's in the eye of the beholder isn't it value it always has yeah. been and always will be what's what's worth mm. 25 quid to me isn't worth 25 quid to others i would have been i'd have had no problem paying for it and i think that if you've had a cat if you've got a cat if you're planning to get a cat it's a no brainer but yeah. they, like jump in. I think you'll have a, a great time with it and it'll mm. be a, a nice little adventure to, to play over a weekend. 
you know you could you could hash this out in a weekend and be happy hopefully palette cleanser territory isn't it it is um yeah, I mean, it's it's one that was sort of on my radar, but not at the same time. I was like, mm, I was a bit concerned about. I it. I had no idea it was going to pan out. I mentioned it last week yeah. as earmarked, but I was like, this could just mm. be turt. because you see mm. so many of these promising games that look really good in trailers, and then they're just broken or buggy or just there's not not a lot about them. This is yeah. a very well rounded game, first mm. of all, and then second of all, you've got this awesome setting and character to control. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like rolling around going. Like, yeah. Is it even like little details? Like there's a little there's a little brown bag on the floor. You can interact mm. with stuff. I press triangle. Yeah. He put his head in it. Got stuck in it, and yeah. it inverts all the controls because you're you've got a bag stuck. on your head. Yeah, yeah, and then it eventually comes off. I thought I'd killed it at first because it pops a trophy and says "Curiosity killed the cat." I was like, "No, it's going to suffocate." And no, it fell off luckily. But there's loads of little not loads. There are a number of different like unique interactable yeah, yeah. things you can do. And some of the stuff I missed, I look back on. I was like, "Cool, I didn't know you could do that." It's yeah, fun, yeah. but just don't expect a. You know, it's not brimming with content and mm. side quests and collectibles, and you know you can find badges and stuff that you put on your little jacket, your little harness, mm. which is about the only customizable thing. But for all intents and purposes, it's a straight A mm. to Z adventure game with some open areas for you to explore, and you mm. know you have to explore to figure out how to progress. Yeah, no, I you know I, I think it. I've got to the point where I thought I'll watch half an hour and then I'll make a decision. Really, I don't. It's either buy it and play it, or it's continue watching it through the stream. I, I, I'm not going to do both. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, I think broadly speaking, it it looks better, and is better than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of these, as you've alluded to, not just indie games. I feel like a lot but of games. mainly yeah. indie games. But, but you know, tell you what to expect but don't really deliver on that and i think we often evidence that by the wording they use in the store versus uh yeah, well, you know what what we actually end up playing but this is one of those few examples of where what you've expected is kind of getting delivered so it's a it's, it's a positive thing but as yeah. you say it won't be for those few lunatics in the world that well <laughs> that don't eat is it like in asia somewhere they eat cats yeah, I don't know what they eat dogs though in in some yeah. parts. It's like I'm not that it's any better or worse, but it's it's difficult to stomach that because they're domesticated in these parts. But mm. so I don't travel. So maybe so. they won't be playing it. No, they put, they everyone else won't. in the Western world will largely be uh, enjoying it by the sounds of it. So yeah. no, it's good. Yeah. So have you got anything else that you think's worth mentioning before we walk down to the uh, gallery? Don't think so. I think yeah, it's uh, like I don't really know what to ask. To be no, honest. it's very, it's, like... it's very, it's very solid. Like there's, it's not overly gamified either. It's not like waypoints and stuff in the way. It's all contextualizing the world of where to go. Like mm. lights, very clever, like subtle directions. And yeah, like it's awesome running around as a cat. <laughs> oh, there you go. I can't disagree. No. It sounds like, uh, and it looks it, as I say. I think the whole thing has been executed with more precision and salt than I would have expected. Absolutely, um, yeah. Is kind of where I was at with it. So I never uh, doubted they, didn't, they wouldn't have put the thought into it, but sometimes the idea doesn't translate to good game. Yeah. This is mm. this is one of the instances where it has, so celebrate it. Mm. And I think it's... When I saw it and I saw the video length, I think the one that I'm watching is just shy of five hours. Yeah. And I was like... That and it, it normally it would say like part one, part two, whatever. And, and I was like, thing. it's just full playthrough. And I was like, that is 
nice. Mm. It's nice to play a game of that length sometimes. I, yeah, I, yeah, more and more I'm appreciating shorter experiences um, just to break things up. So this, mm. this is definitely one of those. That's what I mean. We're talking 30 hours in Spirit Fair or whatever, 35 hours in Spirit Fair versus five hours in, in as a cat. And I think <laughs> I know which is the more valuable time spent. Yeah. There you go. Right. So let's walk down to uh, the Dim Digital Gallery and uh, ask the first question of, are we going in the doors? Absolutely. Where's my? Oh, I've left my keys in the other room, but yeah, uh, I think we've got cards now. Little phone, yeah, just, go, just swipe them. Yeah, te- yeah, technology. QR code or whatever it is. But <laughs> so in we go, um, and we're going to your wing. Yes, 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 yes. Um, where does it sit? And I imagine this is going to be a slightly more difficult one for you to place than perhaps usual. I don't yeah, know, so but I'll be interested to see. It ain't a bronze. It's higher than that. Yeah, it's kind of. I'm gonna give it a silver, and and say right. no and say no more before, <laughs> before I talk myself out of it or change it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's it's really really solid, unique, and mm. you know, it's a it's a good good game to to, to jump on for a, a few days and and rifle through. I don't know if it had the staying yeah. power of like some of the other stuff, but definitely a worthwhile yeah, like, experience. 100% recommend if you like the idea of it because the idea is what they've delivered for once. Yeah. Now, I, I was wondering whether it might just seep up into into gold, but I think that's I think that would be very generous from what I've seen yeah. to then say it's a great game. Yeah. I um, think, yeah, I think that's it and yeah, I don't know what could have made this a great game, but then it was at that point you're kind of splitting hairs. I just, you know, silver, mm. very good game, and yeah. very unique, very wholesome, and another childhood dream tipped off, isn't it? Or ticked off for me. We had we had Pokemon coming <laughs> through earlier this year, and now we've had yeah. being a cat. So. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly making our way through the list in 2022. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know what else there is left. I might, I might be completely fulfilled now. <laughs> Life complete. <laughs> yeah, but no, Stray, easy silver, very good game. I liked it a lot, and um, I think a lot of people, if you like the idea of it, you will you will enjoy it too. But I think that's it for this episode. Job done. The Ramblers again, but happens, doesn't it? Deal with that. Exactly. What's that, an hour and 45 or something? Hour and a half, 90 odd minutes for the... I think that's the sweet-ish sweet spot. spot. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be seeping into two hours if you can help it. But I will say the conversations will be as long or as short as they need to be rather than cutting things short or over-stretching things. So if we rock up of a 10-minute episode one week, you know that's the week of the only required 10 minutes. But we'll see. Anyway, if you've made it this far, thanks for joining us on this episode. We've enjoyed having your company along with us. Patreon.com forward slash Dimp Digital. You can go and support the cause. Or twitch.tv slash Dimp Digital. You can subscribe. Uh, either pay and in pocket. Or if you've got Amazon Prime, you can actually support us for free. So link your Amazon Prime to your Twitch account. Subscribe to the channel. Puts a little bit of cash back in the pocket. But that's that. Anyway, nothing more for us to say here, though, other than thanks for your time. And ta-da. Thank you.
This was a Dimp Digital production.